0: So, hey, what is up, everybody? It's the AI Withered Show, <laughs> part three, and I have uh, I have John here, and we're ready to chat about AI and all sorts of exciting things. Hey, so um, why don't we start, John? You just talk a little bit about yourself, some backstory, like what are you about? Uh, sure. Well, no, it,
1: it's nice to finally be able to chat uh, after... after uh after uh, messaging for so long. So I've, yeah. I've, uh, uh, I've been in technology for about 30 years. I've uh, been a part of starting a couple of companies and been the CTO, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, recently decided I would try a retired or a semi-retired life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I also uh, spent most of my college career doing image processing. When I saw all the cool stuff that was happening uh, with uh, uh, deep neural networks, I said, OK, mm-hmm. that's new. So. Probably spent the last six months dabbling with that, uh, as you and I have kind of explored. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, and MXNet and a couple other things. So, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm just uh, just a tech guy, I just kind of doing my thing, living the uh, uh, outskirts of Seattle. So uh, uh, and enjoy just trekking AI stuff, and you know, uh, nothing. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's just a it's just a really cool technology to be able to experiment with right now.
0: Yeah. 100%. I, I agree with that. So, um, can you kind of talk about, like, you've been, like, for 30 years in technology. <laughs> That's more than I've been alive. <laughs> so, uh, so, so maybe you, you, you could, like, you know, paint some pictures, like, about your journey and where you, like, been going. You've mentioned uh, being a part of starting companies, being still, like, you excite me with your with your hints and what you've been doing, so why oh, don't we go sure. a little bit into that? No, no, I,
1: I, was uh, uh, went to college uh, uh, in uh, actually Louisiana and got uh, a bachelor's and a, a master's degree in computer science, and uh, pretty much uh, in those in, in uh, did a lot of in those days image processing, which was really just uh, you know fairly low level image imaging, uh, contrast enhancement, edge detection, stuff like that. Uh, and spent about the next 30 years uh, building uh, enterprise software. Uh, Mm -hmm. And along the way, uh, uh, before we knew what the cloud was, I ended up working for a company or or being a a CTO of a company that built uh, online travel and expense solutions for businesses. And uh, uh, we ended up selling that company to another company that did the same thing here in Seattle. And... uh, uh, continue to work there and uh uh it recently got sold to uh, sap so uh it was uh it was a really uh, exciting ride uh you know mm-hmm. to uh
0: and, to, and, how, to and like and like how long ago was that was that oh that was uh
1: started the company in 99 sold the company okay. in 2006 and then uh, uh and then uh sold the company again in uh 2014 so uh uh, it was uh, yeah, it was it was it was a long time <laughs> before yeah. So uh, uh, no, it, it's uh, it's uh, but yeah, we uh, we got we were in the cloud business at the right time for sure. <laughs> and since then, I have worked in another startup uh, and uh, then decided, well, let's try out uh, being retired or semi-retired or whatever. But gotta keep doing technical stuff. It's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally agree, and like 99 through 2014 yeah um a lot of th- a, lo- a lot of stuff has changed with the advent of the. i mean yeah with the advent of the internet smartphones you know um uh, have that kind of you know how did that affect like like were you thinking about where the technology technology was going like were you, like seeing you know at that time like kind of Did you have like thoughts on where it was going?
1: We we were we were thinking about it, but it was uh, nobody. I don't think I don't think we had a a vision that it would how how uh, cloud infrastructure would evolve, right? We when we started our business, uh, you had to have your own racks in a data center and build your Mm -hmm. own servers, and uh, there wasn't uh, there was a little bit of open source technology, but there wasn't containerization technology. There wasn't. uh, highly distributed document database technology uh, so uh, it was you know you basically had to use enterprise level tools and ex- and extend their scale to uh, to uh, to multiple enterprises or, to cl- or the cloud right and in those days companies were much more comfortable having a land room with their own technology versus mm-hmm. using you know something over the internet right uh, yeah so uh, it was a uh, it, there was a whole lot that had to change and certainly uh, internet security was one of those things that had to grow up along with it So uh, it was a uh, it was the wild wild west for a while and well heck it still is but nowadays mm-hmm. you've got You know containers you've got managed services mm-hmm. uh, that you know there There's infrastructure that uh, That you can spin up in, in Amazon within you know a couple of minutes that uh, you know and, and use for, for pennies an hour Right, so it's just amazing.
0: hmm so so, and you were doing something with the cloud. Like, what product were you like building there uh, uh,
1: The the product that we built uh, is uh, for online travel and uh, and doing expense reports. Right, when you when you work for business, you know a large part of you know there's a whole lot of travel involved. So you've got to mm-hmm. be able to book and previously to you know about you know in that you know before ninety nine you call somebody, and uh, uh, online travel was just emerging uh, in the Mm -hmm. consumer space and had begun to emerge in the business space. So we kind of rode that wave, uh, to build online travel. And then once you're done traveling, you got to, uh, you got to turn in an expense report, which used to be on paper. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and obviously it made sense to, uh, to automate that electronically. So, uh, uh, yeah, when, when we started, it was, uh, it was far from a, uh, it was far from a, 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 a clear win. I remember a guy with a bow tie telling us, "You'll never be able to get with <laughs> travel agents." And, uh, and you know, I thought, well, that's why he's wearing a bow tie. So, but uh, you know we uh, w- uh, we were able we were at the right place at the right time. And uh, Con- uh, the name of the product was called ClickBook, and now it's called Concur Travel. Uh, that's a part of SAP. So uh, uh, it was uh, uh, it was just a uh, again, a, a great team of people the whole yeah. time, and uh, a really, uh, you know, it's the, the product. The, the space was a green field, so. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so you were working with those like business trips when a company got to send someone to like go, you know, travel somewhere, and you so, were like, or yeah. you were like helping to automate like the expenses and you know the expenses that come in and stuff like that, correct? Whole, the whole process, right?
1: We would connect process. to the reservation systems, pull back air availability, you know, we would, mm-hmm. uh, and almost all companies have, uh, have uh, or at the time had uh, discounted fares. You know, we mm-hmm. would, you know, a big company travels a lot and they would negotiate uh, discounts that you just couldn't get uh, uh, through other means. And we mm-hmm. would apply the discount, and we would, you know, we would offer them hotels, and we knew where their company liked to stay, and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then all that data would flow back into an expense report, so you didn't have to, uh, uh, you didn't have to chase around and, and and run down a bunch of receipts and all that stuff. So uh, it it was it, it was a uh, uh, was again the right thing at the right time, and we ended up, uh, uh, you know, we started you know U.S. based and ended up, uh, you know, pretty much booking travel and. You know in every in every every country in the world so it's pretty cool
0: mm-hmm. and so, and so um when you were like in 99 uh trying to pitch the idea to you know to people and you know you're probably just starting out to like build some something like uh like what like what was it like to you know be building something in 99 and then like knocking on companies doors saying that like we, we've got a product help each show like how were like convincing and building like all, all at the same time?
1: Uh, that's where good salespeople come in. <laughs> but no, we were building okay. the product and and working with customers uh, to understand their needs and requirements as we went. And you know, when you then you 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 also had to have travel uh, mm-hmm. travel agencies that were partners. And when you worked with a really good travel agency partner, they would then uh, refer you to their other business, you know, other the business their business customers. So mm-hmm. you were able to build a network. Uh, it was a uh, uh, it took a, a a lot of people uh, and a whole lot of selling to uh, to get them to accept it because in some places you know, you were you know it was it was getting people it was like uh, uh, it was like trying to uh, get people to turn on the internet for the first time right mm. you know, because you know they were you you know we there was a generation of travelers who were used to talking to a travel agent and they're like why do I want to go through a web browser mm-hmm. you know so and so knows where I like to stay they knows I want to fly on united you know that so uh it, it, it that was there was literally a generation of travelers who were not online savvy so that was quite a lot to overcome it was interesting
0: and what were like the engineering engineering challenges back then with like setting up all the infrastructure crappy, and
1: <laughs> crappy web browsers you know <laughs> the you know there was no chrome web browser right it was it was internet explorer and mm. mozilla that were incompatible. Uh, databases were, you know, were in there, were not really designed for cloud scale.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, just, you know, and in, in most computing was still, the idea, it was it was still really memory bound on a single server and trying to build a, a resilient system. You know, in, in the end, you're talking about, uh, you know, gosh, I'm trying to remember our first set of servers. They were Dell servers, they probably had, uh, they probably, I think they were, they were 32-bit, th- those are 32-bit CPUs, right? So they had, oh. uh, you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> I remember, I remember the transition, you know, we transitioned our cloud from 32-bit technology to 64-bit technology, right? Oh. Post- or memory, yeah. So, you know, it's very real constraints. So uh, it was, you know, you were memory constrained, uh, you, you know, data, you know, God, we didn't have anything on MongoDB, you know, you needed, you know, you ended oh, up going to right. use relational databases, which are, you know. No joy to work with uh, in the context of a real-time system. So uh, yeah, there was there there was a ton of technical challenges. Uh, so
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can I can only imagine. Like it's like a smartphone now. Like a lot, you know, more powerful than CPUs back then. Yeah,
1: like you know, uh, probably the, that's probably not for for. I mean, me, me, they they were they were pretty powerful processors. Okay, but they, but. but but still, you know, they, they were memory constrained. I, you know, you probably have more, you know, probably have more memory in your in your Android phone or in my iPhone than you did in a, a, a you know, all but the really big servers. So yeah, it they were constrained. But uh, you know, the the funny thing is the the code runs, you know, it runs about the same speed today on okay. much faster servers. <laughs>
0: And, 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 like, what part of your product and b- business um, involved, like, what was stayed up in that cloud infrastructure and those servers? Like, what was, you know, happening there, you know, like, you know.
1: I, I, I could hear, I, I missed what you said, I'm sorry. Okay, okay,
0: no problem. Um, and what part of your product was relying on those servers and the cloud infrastructure?
1: The entire you know, the entire. Like, there was a. You know there a, You have a web tier, mm-hmm. running on your on your web tier using load balance technology, so mm-hmm. that you you, know, you run across a, 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 a collection of servers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then typically have your uh, um, you know one or more mid tier technology. You know mm-hmm. that you then deal with to like pull reservations or to interact with data. You've got your database tier, and you know all along in there you've got you know your levels of firewalling. Uh, a lot of caching right because you know that you if you have to hit a disk to do everything it just slows down right you're because you're still trying to be very responsive so uh uh no it, it was a uh, uh, you know it, i would say the uh, you know in in today's world right you've got microservices you've got content uh, you know, content uh, uh delivery networks that that do a lot of caching for you uh, you, know, you just kind of had, you mm-hmm. know, there it was a there was, in, in in our case, most everything was pretty much running on bare metal. There wasn't a, you know, there wasn't the idea of spinning up another VM. There was putting another server in a rack, you know, that that, but that was a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, as virtualization came along, uh, we we benefited from that greatly.
0: <laughs> and, and, and like if, back then, like say, I don't know. I was your client. I was your client. Like, what would I experience? Like, I would open up my browser, go to your website. Like, say I want to send you know my employee to you know yeah. some some place. So you would you if you're an
1: employee, you need to travel to the Ukraine. You would you know open up your web browser, log in. You have your own account. You'd log in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all got your travel profile information. Mm-hmm. You would enter, I want to go from uh from New York to the Ukraine, Kiev, wherever or Siberia, Yeah, plug it in, and uh, it would then pull back the uh, air schedules, and you'd say, okay, yeah, I want to leave at 6, and I want to then return it, 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 you know, this, it would then price it for you, uh, build the itinerary, uh, it would then say, do you need a hotel, you know, mm-hmm. do you need a car, all that kind of stuff, and then, in the end, it would, you uh, it would uh, uh, complete the, the the reservation in the reservation system. Uh, I mean, you were actually, you know, that that was actually it was actually making a reservation in an airline mm-hmm. system. That you would then, uh, you know, then a, a, a travel agent would then issue the ticket. Uh, in the very early days, uh, they might have even FedExed you a ticket. But thankfully, uh, you know, the world, the world, the e-ticket revolution occurred <laughs> about the same time. So you would just get a, an email that said, here's your ticket number, or here's your itinerary, et cetera. So, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a very, you know, end to end process. And, of course, along the way, it would, you know, it would use your business rules saying, ah, sorry, you can't, you can't fly first class. Or, mm-hmm. yes, it's a 12-hour trip, so you can fly first class, but you can't spend more than 10,000 U.S. So, you know, 're all kind of business
0: uh, and, and, and and those are like the rules that co- the, the company sets for their yeah. employees like can yeah. spend more okay yeah
1: yeah see every company have a different set of policies mm-hmm. that would be enforced along the way so yeah it was a, a and that was that was uh, uh, a, that was a big deal right to be able to mm-hmm. enforce your own travel your policy and and make your travelers understand what it was so
0: mm-hmm. and and like and where were you like uh, making profit there? Like, was it like some affiliate stuff, or were companies like uh, paying you for sure. automating all that stuff? Trend,
1: uh, transaction fees. So yeah, the so companies exactly. were saving. Companies paid us because one, uh, by enforcing uh, the policy, they mm-hmm. got more efficient air travel. Uh, people mm-hmm. didn't just book what they wanted; they booked what was in policy, okay. and and. Uh, in addition, uh, so there was a big savings, and uh, they paid mm-hmm. a transaction fee. So yeah, you have to, you uh, you have to have a lot of bookings <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to make, you know, five bucks, ten bucks a time. But but it also it was labor saving for a company, uh, and so it would reduce their they could reduce the cost of their travel, and it would reduce the cost of their travel mm-hmm. services. For instance, if you call a travel agent. Uh, today you can barely find one to call, but if you call one uh, business travel agent, you'll probably pay twenty-five or thirty U.S. dollars just for the you know to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do it online, you know it's somewhere between you know one and five, right? So uh, so the companies were saving huge amounts both on the mm-hmm. uh, on the the uh, the air products or, or the the travel products that they bought and on this at the service level at the same time. Uh, it you know for, you know one is as, as the system evolved with mobile and everything else it just became that much more convenient for uh, mm-hmm. for, for travelers so.
0: and and how much of human intervention was like involved along the way um like was it like just you go on the website and you know just book whatever you need and you get in touch with the, the
1: so the uh, uh, the uh, the whole booking process was fully you know fully online automatic and mm-hmm. uh, once the uh, uh, once the reservation was completed the uh, uh, it would be basically it lived in the air reservation system that the travel agency then had and they would issue the ticket and typically they would typically just press a button or have a uh, they call them robotics uh, basically mm-hmm. they had automation that would issue the tickets if something if some exception occurred they would then deal with the exception right and mm-hmm. you know that where they really came in is, if uh, if you're if while you were traveling your trip was disrupted, right? missed a flag, changed itinerary, et cetera. They would deal with the changes and stuff like that. so they provided they provided valuable service.
0: So, so, so like it was uh, most like your service. and then if something you know doesn't go according to plan, then travel agents come in and kinda you know uh, look with their eyes on what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And
1: the other place where they would get involved, <coughs> Particularly for U.S. domestic travel, or domestic travel, you really didn't need a whole lot of help. But mm-hmm. if you were doing a complicated itinerary, you know, uh, you know, multi-country or something like around
0: that. around the globe, yeah. You,
1: yeah, you, know, it both from a pricing standpoint and just from a travel knowledge standpoint, uh, travel agents get real valuable and are still really useful for that. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, they still, they still, they still know things that products don't know.
0: Yeah, let's wait let's wait for the for, for the AI to come in <laughs> oh,
1: oh it's got to be coming the, the yeah the uh, no it, it's it's uh, I mean the uh, just the the pricing systems are sophisticated and mm-hmm. they, I think some of them are already using some forms of AI but uh, but just uh, I believe that they're investing heavily you know mm-hmm. but the biggest place that uh, that I think you'll see it in travel uh, is going to be one well in in any kind of pricing optimization. Man, they're going to be you know they're they're running all kind of algorithms to figure out <coughs> where their price point should be, mm-hmm. but also on the customer service level. Still, uh, when they have uh, you know having voice recognition on the front end and stuff like that, just is labor saving and and makes the customers happier because you don't have to mm-hmm. wait to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me kind of you know how all this like reinforcement learning. Learning algorithms, like learning, like the quickest way to get from point A to point B. I guess that pretty much applies to travel. Just have some algorithm, uh, learn to look for ways to like optimize a trip for from one place to another. No, absolutely,
1: and and there 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 been there are a number of companies who have specialized in that over the years uh, to you know whether to find uh, uh, to find both optimal and optimal price and optimal routes. It's, you know, when, you're, when you realize, you know, you could, you know, there, 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 there are a thousand ways that you could go from, you know, Seattle to the Ukraine, you could mm-hmm. maybe take a, a nonstop flight, you might be able to take one with one connection, Well, you could connect through a hundred different airports, yeah. you might be able to take one with two connections. All of a sudden, you have these these combinatronic problems that, uh, that's, that are, are still legitimately hard problems today. And then when each one of those legs could have different pricing, mm-hmm. you know, trying to 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 in a you know a fraction of a second figure out, you know, with real time inventory, what's the cheapest way to get you there and what's the fastest way to get you there. It's a it's an interesting problem.
0: Yeah, and especially like right now, as I guess, I mean, I guess almost everybody like uses that. Like there there's probably a lot of data coming in helping to optimize the whole thing. So, I guess right now like. The AI in travel is, you know, thriving, but but yeah, it's 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 probably, you know, as as always, I guess, a combination of you know human heuristics and then AI working together to you know build something. Yep. And and so, um, how, like how um like what was like the progress of of that uh, company? Like wh- what was it called again? Uh, The 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 uh, the the uh, travel the the
1: the the, the product was called uh, ClickBook and then uh, we sold it to a company called Concur and it was called Concur Travel and it's still called Concur Travel today so uh, uh, it's Mm -hmm. just it's just operated by SAP now so uh, yeah Mm -hmm. it it was pretty much an exponential growth curve you know Mm -hmm. like they call it a hockey stick right. It takes a long time to get you know to get to that point where you really begin growing but uh, as you grow your sales and your partner network and everything else and uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty exciting to watch the transactions flow
0: so uh, and and like was the success always coming or or, like maybe there were like days when you were like uh, I don't know like it's not going anywhere like it's like what are we doing here I don't know
1: you always have those days yeah Uh, yeah, you know, we you know, we had some very real you know tragedies along the way, right? We
2: mm-hmm.
1: we we were about to launch our online travel system when when the nine eleven attacks happened. Oh, that's not the time to you know that 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 that's not the time to launch travel from. In a market standpoint, it's also caused travel to decline by thirty percent. Then uh, you know as uh, you know the next you know, we saw some big you know there were uh, gosh there was a a, a disease called SARS. Uh, that spread. I think it was in Canada and Asia, particularly that spread. Uh, oh gosh, that's probably 2003, 2004. It call. I mean, people were afraid to get on an airplane then, so it caused a huge drop. And and then, uh, as the uh, when uh, uh, when the uh, well when the dot coms melted down in the early mm-hmm. in the early thousands, man, <laughs> all those customers that you worked hard to get went out of business. and oh. uh, and then. And then when we had the financial crisis, you know, uh, in the U.S. recently in 2008, it it you know all of a sudden companies are not traveling, they're cutting back. So you very much see, you know, that it it and when you zoom out, it looks like a smooth exponential curve. Yeah, you're living it.
0: It's it's a roller coaster. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like, but but yeah, it, it was good that eventually it was l- like like one step back, two steps for, forward. Oh yeah, sure. oh yeah, yeah. Even, it, awesome. it, even if it was like eight steps back and then nine steps forward or something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. and so you sold your company to SAP in, uh, in what year? 2014. T- 2014. And you've been uh, working and operating there like on what position? I-
1: I worked there for another year or so, and then uh, I joined another startup because you know after you know it, it, startups are yeah. fun and and you get to you know you get to immerse yourself in brand new technology and build a new team and all that stuff. So that was really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. and what I was asking is like, uh, were like an engineer or a CTO or at, at, at that I was, company? I was this
1: uh, CTO.
0: CTO uh, like a. Yeah, all all the way from 1999 to like uh, to start, to uh, uh, th- I was most
1: I was CTO for most of the time at both of those companies. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you uh, but I ran the R and D the entire time. So titles changed, but responsibility does <laughs> not and,
0: and so, what, what was like the funniest, like the thing that you liked the most about that position and about you know that time in the company well, and being uh, CTO?
1: One, getting to work with really good people. I mean, that's that's the and. and and we acquired a number of companies along the way. So you get to, uh, you know, you constantly get to uh, learn learn new things, right? And, you know, meet people who are really, really good at what they do in an area that you're not familiar with. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, there was never a dull moment that, that made it, uh, it was, It was. you know, there was an end. Candidly, solving hard problems is a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and and whether they're hard problems of scale or hard problems of of of, of product, uh, it just it's it's you know at the time it may not seem like fun, but it is. It's rewarding.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can t- t- totally agree with like both both points. Um, at first, like getting to meet like interesting people uh, is uh, a huge part of the motivation why I'm like trying to do this podcast. And yeah, like just lately building the Android app. Uh, it's been it's been like it's it hasn't been like a long time it's been like six months or something like we've been working on it but yeah at times it definitely seemed like impossible But when you zoom out it's it, it's it's really a lot of fun to kind of figure out all those different uh, challenges i agree no i
1: the, i think the 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 neat thing about technology particularly today where you can you know where you can pretty much Google and find the answer to almost any question is you just have to jump in the deep end. And it seems like it's, you know, you're really confused for that first, you know, for that first period of time. But you begin understanding, you find the resources, you begin understanding it, and then you realize, well, wow, that wasn't that hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah kind of like, you know, thankfully, you know, the stuff that we were, you and I were collaborating on with, uh, with Darknet, Mm-hmm. Right. It was that kind of. It was. It was like. It started off really confusing, and yeah, know, it's, it turned out to be a great platform to a really a great introduction. You know, because mm-hmm. you, the, because it turned out it was a really simple platform to use. Yeah, you just, had, you just had to get familiar with the concepts.
0: Yeah, yeah, but at first I was like, "What are the anchors? Like, what are we yeah. doing there? Like, why is it not working?" <laughs> and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's been it's been super exciting. You know. Uh, I've I've made, you know, videos in yellow and uh, a lot of people, a lot of people enjoy this and it's, and it's, and it's really cool if I, uh, you know, help save someone time to figure the, like, the platform out and just get started with doing what they were doing. And so, yeah, um, what were, like, the kind of people that you got to work with, like, uh, over the course of, like, those years? You know, just really, really good engineers, you
1: know, uh, you know, some uh, with, uh, you know, with, with, with a, with, well, really good engineers, really good designers, you know, the, uh, you know, just uh, just uh, people who are passionate about doing what they do really well and uh, about building a product that's, you know, that's to me that, that uh, having that vision, you, you having a team that is, takes a lot of pride in what it's doing uh, is always, it's, is always fun to be part of.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I, I can imagine, like, otherwise, when, like, nobody is excited and, like, doesn't know what they're, like, doing there, like it's said, but when people are aligning the goal, and when they're, like, enjoying individually what they're doing and collectively, like, they're excited, like, you know, you, ju- you just like to work there and, you know, I guess the work just flows, even though there is, like, this zigzaggy, you know, progress thingy that's hopefully, you know, so, go- going on. Yeah.
1: And part of that is, you know, is technical people is working in a good technical environment, but it's also working with good business people because there's a lot of great technologies that uh, just never got delivered to the marketplace. You know, they didn't have good salespeople. They didn't have good marketing. They didn't have good operational control. It takes all of that. Uh, And uh, that's, you know, to me, that's the, you know, there's, there's, the best pro, the best code doesn't always win, but it's that the most complete team, you know, with the mm-hmm. with the good idea, you know, can do a whole lot. It's really, it's it's really fun, and you don't win them all, but uh, but definitely having, uh, you know, having having a, a good group of technology people and a smart group of business people is it, a is is a is a heck of a formula for for us, a lot of fun in a product.
0: Yeah. And uh, as we can see, like it, 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 it worked for you. Got acqua- acquired, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, my my thing is always you know, successful tech companies get acquired by mm-hmm. bigger, even bigger tech companies, right? And they 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 leverage the distribution, and you know, it, it's it's a it, it's kind of what's happened for the last you know fifty years or mm-hmm. last thirty years of technology. So the the big companies get bigger and bigger. I think we're gonna really see. That that mm-hmm. continue, that accelerate uh, in the uh, in the space of AI because the you know the big companies have the big dollars to invest and they have the very established you know uh, data lakes already mm-hmm. uh, and they but they need they need to be able to acquire uh, machine you know they, they they can develop some of it but uh, they can mm-hmm. also. They can acquire machine learning technology from startups or smaller companies and then scale it pretty, you know, pretty, you know, in, in pretty exciting ways, right?
0: Yeah, I guess you know Google have been doing a, a lot. Of, without the a data, t- all you have is a model. So, sorry. I say without without having
1: access to all the data, you just have a good mo- you you have a good <laughs> model, but you don't have the ability to train it. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean. Yes, you're like training the machine vision al- algorithm, you you go into paint and you start drawing I don't know cars and buses and then you draw lines and like after a thousand of paint images uh, <laughs> something's gonna happen, right? And, and like it's been ten years and oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. I guess like DeepMind and you know was acquired by Google and you know yep. they're obviously doing a lot of a lot of a lot of you know Good damage in AI field and that sort oh,
1: What they're doing is incredible, right? And yeah, they're—I mean, what they've been able—just the the different generations of their technology is fascinating. And also, right, OpenAI's uh, yeah. what is the new model that OpenAI came out with—their uh, the their text generator, GT.
2: Yeah.
1: Guys, I can't remember the the acronym GT two yeah. or something. Is like you know, it's—I mean, I, I've looked at some of the stuff that it generated. It was. You couldn't. It was. It, it, it looked like a, it was de- Very much looked like a human wrote it. I, have you shown sure that something.
0: that re- re- recycling is no good? You know, text yeah. example. Yeah. 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 yeah it it re- sure. Looked like
1: it could pass a Turing test to me, right? If you could tell. Yeah. It, you know, it was like wow. I. It it, it. it. was. It was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, and and, I mean, there there have obviously been like a lot of opinions on the fact that they did not like release it and. What do you think? I, you know,
1: that, that's kind of interesting to me. They can always decide to release, you know, to, to release the full mm-hmm. model. But, uh, you know, they're trying to be, you know, it, it could, it, well, you know, if nothing else, it could generate some really good term papers for kids who don't want to write term papers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get a homework assignment and you like, don't want to, you just put in some words. Man, like, that would be, that would have been magic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, have you seen the Sarash Revel video on the uh, on this OpenAI text generator?
1: Uh which which video? I'm not sure. Uh,
0: the Sarash Revel, the do you, know, do you know Sarash?
1: I don't think so. I'm, I'm...
0: Okay. Okay. It, it's you know that, that guy who does a lot of AI videos. And basically he was like uh, coming up with like ways that can be useful and one of the ways w- w- was like that, you know, I kind uh, of And that seemed uh, pretty creative to me is like to uh, Get over the kind of the writers right b- writers block when you kind of don't know what to write Just put in some sentences and it's like, okay, I want to write about cats and it's like, I don't know cats have four legs and they uh, Make those funny sounds and they live at houses and other places And like oh my okay now I know what to write about
1: well, to me, if you combine that with some of the deep fake technology, you know, you could mm. create a character who, you know, who you could then render saying the words and everything else, right? I mean, you could, mm-hmm. you could do some. I, I feel sure there'll be some really interesting bots created, if or, or otherwise. So, uh, and and I I do think one reason they uh, they there's they don't want to release everything. Well, I think there are a lot of reasons, but I, mm-hmm. I think Microsoft had a, had one a while. I think Microsoft put put a, a bot out a while back that uh, people uh, started abusing it. Where or, or, I think it was learning from the inputs, uh, and it started people started feeding it a lot of a lot of inflammatory stuff mm. that it started repeating. Then that didn't go so well for them. So that may be part mm. of the motivation, too. Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one like- looks. That sort of like it was on Twitter or something like that that bot with Microsoft. I think, twi- I think it was a Twitter bot. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can imagine like you can. I mean, the like uh, bad use of that technology would be to generate some like human-looking, you know, negative comments somewhere, like manipulate media or stuff like that. Like that's yeah. not good stuff. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing that I've like learned from that video on on the technology was that they've like released all the papers and I guess all the algorithms, uh, n- n- just not the trained model. So I guess yes. Yes. people can replicate that if they yeah. want to. I, g- I guess it makes sense because if you're like a startup or Microsoft or, you know, you can probably replicate that and it's kind of open. But if you're like a uh, person who wants to do some harm you know you're just not gonna yeah. carry it's, the whole thing out.
1: It's gonna yeah it's gonna take some pretty substantial resources at least mm-hmm. you know by today's standards to do that but uh, yeah I think that was I, I think you're right
0: mm-hmm. and so what currently excites you about AI and what's being made?
1: <laughs> well you know the, for me one continuing to learn about it is you know and in, in different areas just just when You know, there's there's so many different different not models but just uh, well models and techniques that uh, I find it fascinating. Uh, What I'm real interested to see is is how it uh, how we go beyond convolutional neural networks, right? What's beyond that? I mean, when you when you I mean they're amazingly powerful, but they're very narrow and uh, uh, but still amazingly powerful. Uh, you know, whatever model comes next, uh, I was thinking, you know, imagine, you know, the, you know, just like, you know, whatever technology we were using 10 years ago looks, you know, it looks primitive compared to where we are today, whether it's, you know, the PC you're running on, the phone you're running on, or, you know, or what was at the time AI. So 10 years from now, what will it look like, man? I don't know, but I bet it'll be really exciting. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess, like, 10 years ago or something like that, people thought, or, like, rather, the researchers thought that that would be, like, no way to tell whether it's a cat in the picture or a dog. And now it's, like, 99, 99% accuracy. And yeah, it's, I mean, the,
1: the, the improvement on ImageNet scores has been, I mean, it's just been insane ever since yeah. you know, yeah. and So, yeah, and, and it's also being fueled by, you know, you, know, you know, again, today we run on, you know, GPUs and TPUs. Ten years from now, I can't imagine the the processing capacity that 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 the 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 high performance computing will have, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, today I was excited when I you know when I can you know train my neural network in you know you know in, in on a on one of the uh, clusters in Amazon in like mm-hmm. three hours. Well, you know, yeah. What if, you
0: know,
1: what if I could do that in three minutes?
0: Of, you know, which I would expect, right? Um, is uh, quantum computing something that you know something about, or something that you think about?
1: I am continued to be very interested in it, mm-hmm. uh, but it it still eludes me. Uh, you know the, mm-hmm. the the quantum annealer, the D-Wave is is I kind of understand a little bit uh, mm-hmm. how it works, but when you start talking about qubits, I I I, I read the papers and stuff like that. I I, I understand as a as a non-physicist the Mm -hmm. physics behind you know the idea of entanglement and superposition okay and man i don't you know i i don't understand how (laughs) i still don't understand it so but i but the the people in the industry say it's coming and it's gonna you know all of a sudden it'll it'll pretty much break every form of encryption we have today uh i it, it sounds like it's very suitable for some problems and it's just a matter of how you know how smart people map it to solve more of those problems. So it 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 looks to me like it will appear as a you know as a as an accelerated computing
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that will go alongside of general purpose computing, whatever that'll look like in the future. Mm-hmm. You know the same way we have a GPU. You know there may very well be a uh, you know uh, you know a quantum annealer or or, or a, a qubit based system that. That you know solves very specific problems, factoring problems or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I continue to you know the I, I, in the end you have to be half. It seems like you have to be half physicist and half statistician to to use mm. a quantum computer today. But uh, I figure at some point you know there'll be a a, a quantum a, a Python interface to you know some you know some some quantum solver that that Amazon hosts, and then we can all you know. We can all, we'll all have, you know, have a, a, a quantum, you know, radio for, for, for three dollars an hour access to a quantum engine, so.
0: Hey, I just went to the store and bought my own quantum computer. It's a three <laughs> by three, by three uh, feet and it stands now in my in my bedroom. Um, I play video games on it and, 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 also, and also break some encryption just for fun, just for fun. <laughs> Yeah, and and why do you say like it's gonna break the encryptions? Is it like like factoring, why? Factoring, uh, right?
1: Our our encryption today is based on the fact that it's very hard to factor large prime numbers. So right, mm-hmm. you know, your and and the uh, the quantum computers,
0: <coughs> pardon me, or uh, mm-hmm, Of course
1: they're they're very I, adept at well I,
0: I, I, and i'm sorry i'm not that familiar with the encryption um, when you say factor l- uh, large numbers like what do you mean
1: so uh when uh it, the, probably the most the, the the most easy way to understand it is mm-hmm. to uh you know when when our computers are are talking over a uh, uh, an encrypted stream we've mm-hmm. done a key exchange and uh, through uh, uh, very often, I think it's, uh, oh gosh, it's Diffie-Hellman, or there, there are various ways to exchange keys. But in the end, what we're what is what what what, a part of that key exchange, we're getting two big prime numbers, we're multiplying them together. And you know one, and I know one, so we can easily divide out and get right. the other. But if you're an observer, looking at a 100-digit number, Prime, you know, factoring that on today's computers, or maybe a thousand-digit number, into in, into its primes is a is still a very is a computationally expensive problem. Right, the problem. like there might not be enough hours in the universe to factor it into primes. So you can figure out your key and my key, right? If you're talking about public key, and private key. Mm-hmm. So the the thing with the quantum computers is they can uh, they can they, they can eliminate Numbers very quickly and come up with a small set of primes. As this is as I understand it, it's not mm. quite right there. <coughs> and, and and again, it's a whole statistical thing, right? That they do, but uh, in the end, the 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 they're supposed to be able to uh, to factor large primes, which is the basis of our symmetric of our encryption. So,
0: so it's like there's that uh, say you know hundred digit n- number that is a key. And right now there's just not enough computational power or knowledge to kinda of figure out like what are, <coughs> what are like those you know the right keys like it's made up of two prime numbers, right? Yeah, you of two that are, are multiplied together, yeah? yeah. yeah. A- and quantum computer can somehow like statistically or you know, whatever, figure out like the it can figure out like two numbers or yeah, it can it can fa- it can factor. It can be it can no. be used to
1: factor large primes. So don't know exactly how, but I—that's I, I, mm-hmm. that's the reason that people say quantum computing can will be able to break, you know, you know, certain uh, most of the most of the the security protocol that we have today, and so we'll find a different form. Yeah, of
0: it. And, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, you know, cat uh, a, a cat and a mouse game, you know, just uh, both sides can try to outsmart each other, and. <laughs> A little bit, you know, a question. that's a little bit of topic. I, I wonder how do they uh, transmit transmit those keys that they are enough kind of get an intercept that you know you can just steal a key. Because you... uh,
1: it's a it's a well known algorithm that I can't remember right now to be able to to exchange do a key. It's, it's called a, a key exchange,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there it's again based on uh, some number theory properties so that. Uh, it allows two parties. There's some really good videos on it on, mm-hmm. on okay. Uh, YouTube. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I was just okay. I yeah, was just wondering.
0: No, uh, no problem. But
1: it's it's a really cool process where where you know I tell you something, you tell me something. I added another number. You know, it's mm-hmm. basically it's based on some number theory and factoring. And it, but it's it, it's how keys are exchanged. Uh, I, I said I, I believe I believe it's very often called DH key exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a it's it's one of many techniques.
0: It's just kind of cool. But does the key get transmitted, or are there like generate, like say we're talking on Skype, or you know, or you're not that familiar? Uh, it uh, let's see, gosh,
1: you're. Uh, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that I learned just enough to be dangerous with it. Uh, okay. The the key, as I recall, is not transmitted, but the results of using the key are okay. between the parties. So. Hmm so it's kind of like uh yeah it, it there's enough information shared mm-hmm. that uh, both sides can figure out what the key is mm, okay send the key okay directly. Okay. It's, okay it's very clever it's it's really worth looking it, it's 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 worth watching a couple of YouTube so it's very cool
0: yeah and um, and that's been uh two minutes uh, encryption pass on the podcast okay so keep going <laughs> to the, <laughs> yeah uh, okay. I was ju- I was just curious you know um yeah and 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 you're saying like that you're excited about what's going to come like after the convolutional neural nets um, but like what are the applications of them like right now that you know really really uh, look like really interesting to you <sighs> You
1: know, to me, I think I guess the ultimate goal is 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 I guess what they call hard AI or more of a general AI. So, you mm-hmm. know, to me the today you can you know, you can train networks to do some very amazing things, mm-hmm. and there are different techniques like reinforcement learning where you don't have to give them a training set or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the but they're but they're somewhat but in the end they're they're still narrow they can be an expert but they're 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 very narrow in what they can do well I you know now I guess but I guess if you look at at uh, at at, uh, at alpha it's you know now it's solved pretty much all the hard games which is pretty amazing but uh, but it can't read <laughs> right <laughs> so to me it, it's it's you know again something that can that will be able to you uh, to continue to to learn more and more about, you know, uh, to to Mm. go deeper and deeper. Right. Once I once I have trained my neural network, the only way that it improves is with more data, you know, that 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 is that's 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 fed through the system. Uh, But it but it takes a, you know, but it can only get better at what, you know, it it can only get better in that domain of the image, you know, for instance, uh, object detection. You know, what I'm interested in is is you know something that can or what will be interesting is you know is the is is I think it may be the w- when you begin combining various different networks together right to solve mm-hmm. a problem mm. I think that would be fascinating kind of like yeah. what you do, kind of like what you do manually right in your bus and number yeah. recognition you run one level to do object recognition to find the bus and to find the numbers mm-hmm. then you run a different model to detect the numbers right well the day that that, that the software itself decides what to do. I think that'd be tremendously exciting.
0: Yeah, if you kind of think about it, um, like like there really gotta come like a different, like a new model to do that. Cause I mean, if you're training neural network to say, I don't know, recognize cats and images, it kinda like starts to leverage like all of its research, like all of its hyper parameters to, uh, to find the cats. Like, it just doesn't leave much space to, like, read or, you know, do whatever. Cause it's, it's, I don't know. You, you would need a kind of, you, you would need to train like, either you train separate, like, you train their eyes and their ears and their, like, mouths, like, text generator, like, uh, LSTMs and, uh, con- contacts, or you kind of get them together and kind of, kind of give them, give them some, crazy data set that's I don't know like like what what do you think that could be possible steps to like get closer and I have no idea yeah (laughs) I just will I just I'm just looking forward and
1: again 10 years from now I'm I will be really disappointed if we're own inception version 19 you know even Mm. though it's really good but if it's still the same you know CNN model that would be, you know, I can't imagine that'll be the case, right? I, again, I, I, I just think it'll be, I think, I, I, but who knows, right? It's going to take some, you know, inspired, you know, inspired people doing, you know, doing some really hard work to get there.
0: Yeah, I can I can almost imagine people, like, uh, watching this interview ten years from now and being like, what are those, those guys are like, don't you know, what are they talking about? Like, we have like this, you know, STLMHMs like they can, you know, uh, solve physics and do quantum computing and they can wash through the walls and they have like lasers, or, I don't know, whatever <laughs> they, they have. Yeah. Um, Are you... I, I don't know. Uh, are you w- worried when that time will come? Like, do you see any, you know, potential threats with that or something?
1: Not, not from what's gonna, one technology has been used for good and bad ever not, since.
0: Uh, uh, so, sorry, not from, uh, not from where? I said technology to me has been uh-huh. used
1: for good things and bad things ever mm-hmm. since we invented fire, right?
0: Yeah. You know, the idea, yeah.
1: The idea of a of a of a autonomous drone targeting system armed with weapons is scary. Let's face mm-hmm. it; it's going to happen. It's halfway happened already. So, uh, so I, I, I'm not I, I'm not afraid of, or I don't yet. And I'm not worried about a Terminator, you know, kind of yeah, Skynet yeah. problem. I'm candidly, you know, to me, the, the again the 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 neural networks that we have are are very. I would say that they can be very, they can be an expert in a very narrow area, but they don't really go out of their lanes too much. You know what? What I'm probably more worried about is you know the 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 you know one if you think of like a, a autonomous driving car, right? You know the the neural network technology is pretty well established to be able to do you know uh, path you know lane detection, pathfinding, you know. Finding other cars on the road and stuff like that. So you know the 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 neural network that, d- that does the recognition is you know is is you know is pretty somewhat tried and true already. Candidly, I'm more worried about the probably the 10,000 lines of Python that are wrapped around that, that are in mm-hmm. the end you know controlling the motors and everything else. I'm probably more more concerned about the bugs in that code than I am mm-hmm. the uh, neural network. Uh, 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 becoming self-aware and
0: extinguishing humanity. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you know like people using you know yeah I don't know like the whole AI thing it kind of it kind of seems a bit worrying but like again the more I kind of look into the whole thing the less kind of worrying for me it seems you know uh, I don't know I just. I, to me you
1: know having mm-hmm. having software controlling life critical systems or you know or, or dangerous systems you know most of the time this you know if the software is working right it can be a good thing it's when mm-hmm. it, it, it but it, it's when it, it's when it's not working right that all of a sudden you have problems uh, again I, I'm the, to me they you know the, the, they you know the idea of, of uh, you know you, you could definitely, have some scary situations right with uh, you know using mm-hmm. you know using a- AI or, or any kind of software for targeting and 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 stuff like that that could go bad wrong but uh, uh, that that's less of that's less of AI being a threat to us that's just man mm-hmm. being a threat to man with technology
0: yeah and um, I totally, totally agree with that because um, Especially what you said that about like those Python, you know, code. It's kind, of, You know, the lines of that code that actually, you know, control the cars. Um you know, a lot of people die in those accidents, and if the if the rate of accidents can be, you know, dropped down, like it's oh. it's a good thing. It's a oh, absolutely
1: no. To me, what's going to be really interesting is as 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 we have a a mixture of of uh, autonomous vehicles and mm. human-driven vehicles, that's a whole lot harder problem than just having all autonomous vehicles that play by the same set of rules. That's like having horses and cars on the road at the same time, right?
0: They're yeah, like but, and for- I, I, um, I mean, cars and horses, they've been on the roads and I guess, I guess, <laughs> <It> <laughs> I don't know. know. for the horses
1: usually. Huh, sir? It doesn't happen when, when accidents happen, they don't, the horses don't come out too well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess human beings in the cars also didn't do all, all that well. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: they're just less predictable than than software, so, you
0: know. Yeah, an interesting thing here is that I've been reading uh, Enlightenment now by Stephen Pinker, and an interesting thing that kind of uh, comes to my mind is that, like, you know, like, there there's obviously, like, a lot of accidents happening with the... Uh, manually control cars, but that doesn't mean that when there were like horses that could, you know, uh, Kick you with their legs like that. That was like much safer like it wasn't it wasn't really, you know Any safer when there were like horses that could you know run over you or something, right? Yeah, and I I guess I guess the like real value is that when you go from a horse to a car, you know, in that, I mean, cor- horses are awesome, you know, I'm like, have nothing against, I have friends who like, really, really like horses and like, ride on them and stuff. Uh, but when you go to like a car, like, like a horse, you can't, you can't really like, manufacture another, I don't know, leg or tail, uh, like, whatever. Like, you can like set up, a, you can like, enable a GPS computer on a horse, but with a car, you can kind of keep on inventing and, you know, not, now you have the, uh, seat belts and then you have you know AI that controls it, and you you know you can keep improving it, and that's that's cool. Yeah.
1: Well, but you know we're really just entering the t- at least in a large scale, we're entering the time where there's really a lot of software involved on the yeah. car, right? You know, and we all know what you know what software does best—it crashes. So, I, I, <laughs> you know, it's like I, um. I, I, you know, it's like. I mean, it's still in the average case. It's probably it's it's much more aware than a than a, than a human driver, right? It's it's sampling radar and lidar, mm-hmm. you know, m- multiple times a second. But I still get worried about you know you know, you know the I get worried about the the, the Python code that's in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know, or, or not not to pick on Python, but no about yeah. about you know subtle errors that come out, right? Yeah, you know, I I found a bug in some code I wrote today that's been functioning for three months and I'm like, mm. I never hit that condition before. I'll be down. Right. I, I, I when you think about all the all the 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 inputs into, you know, whether it's a, a self flying drone or a autonomous car, or whatever, it's like, man, there's a you know, there's a
0: lot that could go wrong. <laughs> mm. Especially like if it's a drone, cause it can like, or a car, yeah. I guess they can like crush you or something, you know, or yeah. Not worse yet, it just it just
1: reboots, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm surprised this is like the best the like the best Skype session. Knock on wood that I've been a part of in years, right? Usually mm-hmm. about halfway through your Skype session. Something crashes, network goes out, you know, you know, or something hangs up. So right, you know, if, if you know, God help us if our if our <laughs> automation isn't as re- is, is, is 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 not more reliable than Skype.
0: Yeah. And like our are self-driving cars or like the automation something that you like think about? Like is that something that like you're interested in?
1: Just interested, fascinated. Just, it. just mm-hmm. I think it, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know much. I really, I other than you know a little bit of stuff online, I really haven't explored exactly how they work. But mm. you know, I see people now are starting to homebrew, you know, self-driving cars. Right. Mm. Literally, you can buy the servos. You end up having. I mean, it's it's it's, it's amazing to think you can buy the sensors and. Literally, you know, I mean, NVIDIA sells a package, you know, that people are homebrewing stuff to literally, you know, build their own self-driving car. That's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it it's still, you know, it's still the hackers and the hobbyists doing it. But it's, you know, it's, it's, that's pretty amazing when it, when it's economic, when you could, you know, when you could, you know, make your VW self-driving with, you know, with a, with a you know with a with a with a dell and a with a dell laptop and and a couple of cameras
0: yeah i mean i I think teslas you know they have i think they're like number one right now with this serve technology i think it like works on the highways and then traffic i i I, i've seen a few videos Yeah. yeah
1: and 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 to me that's what they've released so you know what they're you know i think all the people racing and self-driving—you know—they literally have their own little little cities and everything else. But I saw—I think Google, maybe it was Google, maybe it was Uber—released a, a, a full virtual model for for uh, autonomous car. Literally, okay. you could see—you know—I guess you could you could see streets in it, and I mean, you basically—you know—build the—you know—you build the technology. And you literally could it was a full simulation of it you know so mm. is it is
0: it like a video is it does it look like a video game like
1: yeah it's like graphic yeah it, it looked like a, but but it had like a wireframe view where you're seeing what it's recognizing the same way you know like in in image mm. recognition you, know, you had like the wireframe of what it was recognizing and then that kind of what i call i guess like the cartoon styles you know of, of the road and the surroundings mm. but it was. I mean, they have released. it, I think it was Uber released it as a framework for, uh, you know, for for automation, for for you know, for automated car development. It's very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like like, there's gonna be a lot of change in, involved involved with, with that. I mean.
2: <laughs>
0: yep. Do. Do you like see yourself? You know, like, like would you? I mean, I mean, have you like tried maybe you know driving in a Tesla or just an other car? Like, have you like seen some demos or something?
1: Uh, I've not. I've not driven a Tesla, uh, which which is bad bad geek credits for me. But uh, <laughs> uh, we have a uh, we have a car that has the. Uh, the lane detection, the oh, what are they uh, basically distracted driver lane detection, and the uh, uh, the collision avoidance and all that stuff. It's pretty wild to be. I mean, literally, I just took my hand off the wheels and and yeah. I mean, if you like like lean out, if you like you know accidentally drift in your lane, it pushes back on you. Uh, mm. You know, it it'll slow down as you approach a car. It's 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 you know, it, what's what's already in, you know, in U.S. cars is, or just, you know, standard, you know, assembly line cars is pretty amazing. I, and yeah, the, I've, I've seen the video of the guy, uh, of the guy asleep in his Tesla going 70 miles an hour. Mm. Yeah. A number of years ago, uh, when Google was still testing them out, I happened to be in San Francisco, you know, they, they're they running up and down the, the, the interstate there. Mm-hmm. I was in a cab and I, I mean, the, I could, you could see that the driver didn't have their hands on the wheel, and it was just going right along, and I, I asked the cab driver, I said, crowd it a little bit, I want to see if it changes lanes. <laughs> <laughs> and and did. did it? It did, it did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what, what year was that? Oh gosh, that was probably maybe 2010, 2000, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't that long ago, but it was, it, that was that was before they, I mean, it it, it was like a big SUV with a big you know thing across the top that it, it was very clearly a uh, you know it, it was it didn't blend into traffic at all <laughs> uh, it, it,
0: was it like a google car or something I, like... was, yes
1: google it was a google self-driving car
0: mm-hmm. they were, and
1: i think that was well before i think they were the only people doing it at the time uh, and mm-hmm. it was just it was just zipping right along in traffic mm-hmm.
0: so and um, i just wanna i just wanna uh Switch the topic for for for, sure. for for a second. Like you've mentioned that after, like in the th- 2014, you went to work for for a startup, yeah. And I, I was just wondering, like, uh, like what was that that you know excited you to go there? Like what what you were doing? Like what was that about? Uh, uh,
1: they're focused on uh, on uh, reinventing the the the. I would say the credit card process uh, yeah. that a company deal, deals with uh, pretty neat technology that they were working on uh, to help, you know, to help manage the spend in a company. I, I would say it, it kind of is, it's very related to, it's it's not travel, it's not expense, but it's the it's part of that ecosystem of controlling, mm-hmm. controlling, controlling spend. Mm-hmm. It and it's, it's a, it, it, I, I think the team has some really good ideas they're trying to execute.
0: And and how you were able to contribute to you know development. I I, I,
1: I worked to uh, build the team, uh, and uh, 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 and like all startups, you go through pivots and and stuff like that. I, I, if, and,
0: and and have you like uh, have you like have you been there like from the beginning or? Uh, uh, I
1: joined. Uh, uh, as, as the as the company was kind of uh, the founder had mm-hmm. already started it so I wasn't one of the founders uh, okay. I, was, I was just there uh, as the team started to as they started to try to grow the software team so mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun
0: and and like uh, are there like any results that have been released like uh, uh, are, are there they're
1: still, in, they're still in stealth mode now so I, 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 I don't want to talk about it but I'm sure okay they'll, okay, okay. okay. Sure they'll do sure. some cool stuff.
0: Yeah, we haven't mentioned like the name of the company or anything. So it's, it's super, super, stealth. Like they, they can literally be like next door. <laughs> and I wouldn't know. I would be, surp- I would be surprised because I mean, you saw what's outside the <laughs> window, but they could, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. So um, lately, you've been playing a lot with object detection, and we've been chatting about a lot about that. Um, maybe you could talk about like what you've been up to with your sure. exper- experiments with sure. computer well, the, computer vision. Yeah, no. Well, I've been
1: uh, been uh, one. Just we talked a little bit earlier. I, you know, kind of jumping back into you know neural networks was kind of you know like relearning everything. Yeah. Uh, uh so I I started out doing kind of the usual uh, uh, you know using kind of the you know image database and stuff like that uh, and the, about that and I and that was fun but at some point you kind of want to pull in your own images and Amazon mm-hmm. had released uh, their deep lens camera mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. It's like a little Linux box with a camera glued on top uh, and it connects to the'm uh, I'm, the, I'm uh, gonna I'm
0: gonna, I'm, I'm gonna Google them. Just, just that I can like see yeah. the pictures.
1: Keep going. Sure, and it, it, they released it. It plugs in nicely to the overall Amazon infrastructure. So, uh, at about the same time, I uh, I was uh, kind of outgrowing uh, running uh, Darknet YOLO on my. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. This. That's right there. Yeah. Yeah, it and, looks re- Looks really neat. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's a cool. It's just you know, it's a little Linux box with a built-in camera. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the, the thing that it does well, it's got an Intel-based GPU in it. I wish it was a <laughs> I wish it was a uh, uh, Nvidia. But uh, anyway, right. it's a, it's got a it's got a pretty good GPU in it. Uh, so and it plugs in well to the Amazon cloud. So I started messing around with that uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, like I said, I was I was starting to outgrow. My uh, mm-hmm. my my local system for training networks, and I said, well, it'll be real easy if I uh, if I do my training in uh, in the uh, Google in I'm sorry in the uh, in the Amazon cloud mm-hmm. on one of their uh, on one of their boxes with multiple GPUs, and it makes it really easy to uh, to deploy uh, to then deploy a, a model once you've trained it uh, onto the deep lens. So. Uh, the thing that I, I, I got like I said I got tired of kind of recognizing cats and dogs and fruits uh, mm-hmm. so I wanted to see if I could build a, a detector that could pick up uh, that well how good I could do at recognizing guns so mm-hmm. like you did for your buses I acquired it was a great learning process I acquired a bunch of images uh, both from videos and from uh, and just from online uh, and had to go through the markup process train the network and,
0: uh, started uh, re- have, have, have you labeled all of them yourself? I'm sorry. What?
1: Uh, di- uh, did you label all of
0: them yourself? Yeah, uh, uh, I did. Yeah. Just yeah, like you, like I, I, yeah.
1: I- <laughs> A lot of rectangles, but uh, now uh, 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 Amazon has uh, released a basically a, a service they call Ground Truth. Mm-hmm. Which allows you to. Uh, and the next time I need to do images, I will use it. Oh. Uh, you can you upload your your set of training images without any uh, without rectangles basically, mm-hmm. and for uh, basically they'll send it to their Mechanical Turk basically paid you know, you know paid people to do it to uh, mark your rectangles. So uh, that'll be the next time I do a training set. Mm. Uh, I'm going to definitely. Uh, uh, let, let 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 the uh, ground truth service do it for me. Uh, is that, that
0: yeah would... yeah, I guess there's like some value in being able to like have a a sense of like what's going on in in, in like the data set. but you know when it's like hours and hours and hours it's really just through really just ju- just boring. It's, I know, still I, mean. I
1: I think what I've learned more than anything about training for image recognition, uh, you've got to be able to uh, you know it's the I mean the data quality is everything, you know, and and that's I've even gone to so far. i was yeah. I was pretty happy with the recognition rates that I was getting against test images. but uh, when I put it on the deep lens, I was uh, some of the results still weren't that great. Uh, and what I realized is that, you know the the images that you're typically pulling down from the web, you know, they might be you know a 4K image, you know, with mm-hmm. you know, and and I pulled a bunch of stuff from movies, right? There are a lot of guns in mm. movies, uh, and, uh, and of course they're you know perfectly shot, beautiful lighting, and all that stuff. All that in reality. So I started trading some uh, images uh, uh, acquired uh, through the deep lens, and uh, for fine tuning, and that that's made a big difference, uh, as you and I were talking about you know, there, you have to do some, or what I find makes, improves the recognition quality is doing some local, the whole thing about the deep lens, you're doing local processing, right? So it, it's, it's it's running right there, you know, on the device mm-hmm. uh, and it's just sending notifications to the cloud. Uh, but you can, uh, now, the cool thing uh, is,
0: what w- what kind of notifications? Det-
1: uh, so when you manage the device through Amazon, and you mm-hmm. and you can publish, no- you can publish detections. So right, you for you, they have several stock models uh, mm-hmm. for object detection, for action detection, and stuff like that. And what it will do is, uh, uh, when it makes a detection, uh, it will publish a message to the cloud, mm. in, into their into their notification system and then you it basically uh, it's an event bus and at that point you could then if you want to take some action with it uh you can have whatever logic you want in the cloud mm. you can basically identify the the situation you know on the device send a notification to the cloud and then take some action
0: so mm. uh, it's 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 uh, i mean i guess you can pretty easily build some like security application with it definitely. yeah
1: uh, well that or, or any or, to me the the yeah. the neat thing about the deep lens you know, it, it it allows you. I mean, it's edge computing, right? It allows mm-hmm. you to do the. You know, it it's it it allows you to do that that processing right on the edge and just send out appropriate, relative, mm-hmm. you know, important signals, which is the cool thing. Um, yeah, if if I, if I can figure out how to uh, share. I can, I, I, I have a, a recognition that I can, I can, just something I use for testing. Okay. Yeah, would,
0: would be really cool. Yeah, uh,
1: are, are you on your PC? Yeah, I'm on PC. I'm, I think I'm trying to find the, I just need uh, to, <coughs> somewhere I need, I'm sure I'm just trying to find the uh, ability to share.
0: Uh, it's, it's uh, do you see like a heart like in the uh, right, in the right bottom, you know, basically side of the screen, there, there are like two squares, I, uh, I can, I can, sh- I can, do you see my screen? Like, th- this button, this button here. Okay. That guy. I see if, that
1: button on yours, and I am trying to find it, yeah, the, the sharing on mine, so give me th- one th-
0: second. Th- Do you have like a really old version of Skype? You
1: know, it's, it's Windows 10, it's whatever I got installed. Oh, know. okay. No, it and you know, like typical Windows, it reboots itself okay. about every yeah. month with new shit. So, let's see, share screen, I can do this, let's see. Yeah. Is it sharing now? Yep, something, about, okay. oh yeah, I, I, I can see that. Let's see, probably pop this up. Uh, this is just some test images that I was uh, running through. I mean, nothing, nothing too extraordinary. You'll see both, mm-hmm. you know, successful de- recognitions and some where they missed, uh, and I run them mm. through at several different, uh, yeah, guitars look like guns to my network, <laughs> but, uh, I'll, you know, they'll run through it at several different, uh, resolutions. Uh, you yeah, there's a couple of misses in a row that's not good, but, uh, yeah, I was just tweaking the training the other day. Mm-hmm. This is a, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I don't know how fast it's streaming to you, but, uh, what I've been working on doing is is distance. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's pretty good up close, but uh, dealing with uh, mm. more distant images, uh, it gets interesting. So,
0: and so. and and how and, and how, how do you like? Uh, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, it's so weird. I, I see myself talking, and I see myself talking on your screen, and it's like <laughs> there's like such. A, I I look drunk or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, uh, how do you manage to like uh, combat you know that that uh, le- le- length thing like, like how do you make it work better like a different you know, dis- you know di- just, distances uh, just a little a little
1: just a little bit of image processing uh uh some to like zoom it in uh, you'll see here there are different zoom mm-hmm. levels
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: a little bit of uh, lighting correction and stuff like that uh just to you know just to make it Yeah, work as as, Mm. it's kind of trial and error, right? The the network, you know, uh, yeah. When I train the network, I just watch. I'll I'll go ahead and stop sharing now. But uh, Mm -hmm. when I uh, when I train the network, I just uh, let me see if I can find the stop sharing button here. There we are. That way you won't that way you won't see yourself in the mirror. (laughs) But but you know, when I train the network, well, and and nowadays I'm using uh, ResNet. uh, because uh, uh, Amazon is running, well, they have ten, they do have a TensorFlow implementation, but it's through, uh, but their uh, their primary stuff is all MX Apache MXNet. So uh, I migrated from a which I, I really like, but uh, Apache is is pretty cool, uh, mm. and I can run a bunch of different uh, model, you know, bunch of different models pretty easily through there. But ResNet was kind of a good trade-off, at least in my experiments so far. But uh, you know, just watch the, para- the hyper parameter, or you know, watch the loss that comes out, and, t- and play with the hyperparameters to get it right. But uh, I'm not sure how much mm-hmm. more I'm going to do on it. It's been it's been interesting. Uh, it's just it turned out well. I, the thing that I was trying to find out today, I'd love to. I was I was there was a great paper that OpenAI just released that kind of uh, unrolled. Uh, what's in a network right what's in a convolutional mm. network to
0: show mm. you the pieces yeah i think i've I, I think i've seen you know what to read about that and i would love
1: i i i, I didn't look very old. but it was a great paper because it really they, they had an example and i've i've seen situations like this where uh, uh they had an example where they had a, a fin sticking out of water and it would identify it as a shark but if mm-hmm. they inserted a picture of a baseball and it would determine it would say no that's a whale right so so somewhere mm. there was a uh, or maybe it was a locomotive that's it so, somewhere there was a there was there was kind of a crossover for that but it, it, they were able to literally go through the various layers in the network and identify uh you know the different uh features that it had, that it had the relationship between the features that it mm. identified. so yeah for me i i uh I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to visualize the features in this network uh, just because there are some interesting there, there's still some interesting artifacts that pop up
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, We've been t- talking like before we began the recording of you know of, of just you know recapping all the stuff I've been and, I, and I've been saying how I' I'm, build, I'm, build, I'm building like an Android app that uses a lot of computer vision And one maybe problem with YOLO is that, I don't know and maybe i i'm just wonder. i'm just asking for like an advice uh like one of the problems is speed is that the the big yellow is like 20 seconds on my android device and the tiny yellow is much better it's just two seconds but you know i was just wondering whether like the whether like you've learned something that's quicker with resnet or something or more accurate or just you know, just, just the reasons why you like walked away from your in general. You know,
1: uh, ResNet is not, it's kind of, it, it's not super fast. Uh, it's more, you know, I get about uh, uh, one recognition, about about half a second recognition time. Mm-hmm. So I can process, you know, about, you know, about two frames per second, roughly. Uh, which is which is reasonably good for what I've been doing. Uh, it's certainly mm-hmm. uh, you know it certainly could be faster.
0: With it's it's number. it's on it's on GPU, right?
1: Yeah, on the GPU on the deep lens exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I uh, if I ran it, you still there? Hey. Uh, hey there.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm back. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there. Oh, well, so, so much. much for. Skype reliability. Oh, <laughs> I mean, th- th- that was like destined to happen, I mean, uh, you know, you're always you're saying.
1: But, you know, so, uh, I think that the, uh, I think YOLO is, is no, I, I'm not, uh, I, ResNet uh, 50 is, is about all this device can handle at that throughput. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to, you know, I'd, I'd love to get, you know, higher throughput, but uh, I think, if YOLO were optimized, if Darknet were optimized to run on this Intel GPU, mm. I I feel sure it would run twice as fast. I I don't think Resnet would Resnet this Resnet uh, model would run very well at all on uh, on Android. Uh, mm. So uh, yeah, it it the nice thing is with uh, even for local processing like I was doing uh, in that video that I ran it's just a test uh, uh, that runs on a GPU on my uh, on my laptop so uh, and, and again it, it runs pretty fast but it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I think in a similar test on uh, using uh, uh, Darknet I think Darknet was probably twice as fast so
2: mm-hmm.
1: the guy who I mean, Eddie or whoever the guy, guy that wrote that thing man what us what a C programmer mm-hmm.
0: he, uh, I think that was Joseph uh, Redman who who brought Darknet and Yellow and stuff Okay. Yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen his his TED talks. He's a he's a cool guy, and he's got a he's got a cool, cool beard, <laughs> also. Like, <laughs> yeah. I
1: think he may I think he may actually be in Seattle. I'm not sure. I, thought mm. I maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought he was uh, uh I thought he was in uh maybe at um, UW, University of Washington. I, but I I rem-
0: be- yeah, yeah, University of Washington. That was in his paper, in, in yeah. or in his CV or something like that. Yeah. I remember reading through it. So I, yeah. I I wish
1: they would put. I, I wish they would put Darknet on. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the effort. It's been a long time since I programmed in C, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it would run awesome on uh, on the one you needed. You know, it, it, I think it would run awesome on an embedded device or on these edge devices. Uh, it's just so blooming efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, the
0: problem is uh, is the Uh-oh. Do we Optimization. Just have network hang up no no it, oh okay is it, it the gate yeah all of a sudden <laughs> okay i mean, it happens from time to time you know i mean i mean after all like we're on the opposite sides opposite sides of the world you know like totally. like who could think we would be able to even talk like 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 that like i don't know 30 years ago like some sci-fi movies or something i totally agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and so you're saying like the problem with uh, optimizations that yellow is not very optimized to like run on uh, deep lenses or something like that or, no, or no.
1: it just no? hasn't been no it's very optimized but it hasn't oh. been it just hasn't been uh ported to run on whatever i can't i think uh, to run on the gpu that or mm. i couldn't find an implementation that ran on the gpu that the deep lens uh uh, uh runs I, 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 I mm-hmm. know they use some some kind of a ah, okay. um, extraction layer, but I, I was just, okay. I think, if I remember right, early on, I compiled it, I, I built it, and I tried to get, you know, I tried to build it for a, for a GPU, but it, it was just running against the CPU, and it's just an Atom processor, so it's not real, it, you know, but the <laughs> processor on the device isn't very powerful. If there would be one that was, uh, that was, that was impl- if it was implemented on top of the, the GPU in there, it would scream.
0: Mmm, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like, YOLO works with, like, CUDA and, you know, NVIDIA yeah. GPUs. Yeah, but, like, not really with the Intel ones. I mean, in my case, uh, I haven't, like... Uh, and AMD GPU so it's like no use for di- I mean my, my PC is pretty old and I have an AMD GPU so like uh, my, my working horse is like the CPU on my computer so it's kind of how I you know started off and yeah. I was like running uh, basically I ran Yellow through OpenCV and yeah. you know they're like you know, you know like DNN module and it, they, they've like got uh, you know a lot of ways to like and to, like, run a lot of neural networks. And that's basically the way I do things in Android. Uh, it's been...
1: It's been C V. Yes. Cool.
0: Yeah, like, uh, at first, when me and my friend, like, started off, we, we've had, like, the whole project in Python. Uh, I mean, that was, that's, like, a funny start. Like, we were started off, I was, like, experimenting with, uh, you know, computer vision. He was, he, he's uh, a really good, she's, like, real good at, like, algorithms and, uh, like, uh, he's he's just a very, very talented programmer, and I was like, hey, like, do you wanna, like, I'm just having this idea, like, let's do something for, like, visually impaired people, like, let's uh, have a camera scene and display the information that they can't get, like, otherwise. I was like, sure. And our first iteration of the project was we basically had my friend's laptop that had like Python installed <laughs> and like my part of the code wasn't Python and yeah. then w- when it like would process the image it would call an uh, xa file that was written in c-sharp by my <laughs> friend so we had like that sandwich with uh, yeah. programming like Python on top of or c-sharp on top of yeah. Python you know yeah, um, yeah. we, we present- presented that like at a local student student conference like like that, that was a lot of fun we didn't win back then, but, like, the, uh, the vision was always to, like, move the things tor- towards Android. Uh, yeah, now the app's working, but before it, like, got to work, I mean, I mean, our first attempts were, we, we were, like, uh, I tried to work with Kiwi, uh, have you heard about it? Uh, it's, like, a way to, you know, do apps in Python. Um, it was, it worked for simple apps, but... When I tried to like install OpenCV version 3 there, or, you know, it was just, it, I mean, like, how do I say this? Uh, the, the, the deeper we were, like dig into the whole thing, the more I understand that like, here would have been like, just, just, it just wouldn't have worked. Like, yeah. yeah so, We've had like a deadline for the next conference. We've had like a week and a half or something (laughs) We learned Android studio like basically in a week and a half. I had to move from Python to Java Uh, Oh my god like that Like that was not you know, I'm not used to like typing those brackets and stuff Uh, But yeah, like the thing that saved you know my ask basically <laughs> uh, was that OpenCV work with Java, and it still took you know a lot of iterations to like even get the whole thing to work. But once you know you can understand the basic Java syntax, and it's it's like it's still OpenCV like there are still like the same modules. You can basically start translating your code. Yeah. you know a lot of Google, a lot of Stack Overflow, but now with
1: Java, it's all environment, man. That's the, the, to me, that's the hard part to get the environment right. But yeah, you should, yeah. your Python would translate pretty straight
0: yeah and my friend now like handles uh she's like digging uh, I- i'm I'm like focusing on neural net and she's like focusing on m- making the app optimized, like doing like the threads and the interface and uh, like uh had like a fighting back uh we have like both the big yellow and the tiny yellow in the app and uh, when you like start computing like the big yellow and an image from from, from the cam and you, you abort it and you try to do the tiny yellow, like I've just had the, ins- in, like, the incident like, literally, like, yesterday, um, and then you launch, like, the tiny yellow, what happens is that, uh, it basically, like, starts telling you, like, it, it just, like, the whole screen, like, gets covered with the rectangles that it finds yeah. something, and then, uh, my phone basically started telling me that, like, I see a zebra, I see a giraffe, like, in my bedroom, you know, of course. And, like, there are cars, and there's, like, everything, and my phone, you know, crashed. And so, yeah, there are a lot of bugs, but, like, with each version, it's, like, getting better. I mean, I'll probably find a way to, like, show you the app. Uh, yeah. It's working. It 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 doesn't have the bus integrated in that in a smart way yet, but all the basic stuff, it's got English. Uh... uh What's like the proper word for like uh, the English voiceover the English sounding like how do you say that it's got the like it can it can speak in English language you know
1: Uh it does you mean and I text it does uh, uh text to speech yeah. It does it it so you're is it is it giving you uh, uh, audio uh, uh Yes it, do you uh, so audio so it's doing text to speech or or basically an audio uh prompt that's cool
0: Yeah um I mean, again, it's for the visually impaired people, so uh, it's basically you know we have like four big buttons and everything's like pretty intuitive. Like whenever you uh, push a button, it'll it'll say that like uh, push the button. There will be like a vibration. So we're like trying to make it as uh, as as, as intuitive and as uh, you know simple to use. We're gonna we're gonna.
1: So the so the idea is basically you know I'm visually impaired. I I I I'm able to hold Mm -hmm. the phone up and it'll tell me this is this is the bus number two hundred. And or the doors open on bus number two hundred. Neat.
0: Yeah. The idea is to basically try to um, try to kind of give the information that a visually impaired person can just get. And this may include, like, for instance, like, writing a yellow, for instance, in a room that where you, like, have never been, like, okay, like, there are two fridges, there isn't, there's a stuff. like, okay, this must be a kitchen, you know? Or, 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 for instance, like, you're, I don't know, walking down the street or like, standing there and you want to, like, ask somebody for help or, you know, something, you can just see, okay, like, I see that there are, like, two people standing there. Okay. Internet. Yeah. just
1: being able to find a street number I mean I, I guess you know you get you've got GPS and stuff yeah, like,
0: GPS but, but. yeah uh, the main focus I think there are like a lot of apps that can do like with the GPS but you know I guess the problem is base- is for instance when you're like waiting for buses to figure out uh, like where the bus is like visually because the GPS may be telling you like there are I'm sure like there are those cloud servers, like all over the world like we have this in russia and um, that will tell you basically like, here's the bus it like came to this bus stop but you kind of still have to know where it's like relative to you and whether it's like your bus yep. and like even if uh, even if you still even if you like still may want to ask somebody for help that like, that would be just useful if you could just say like hey like that's my bus there like number 13 or number 15 or whatever or or you know division is you know since it can say whether the doors are open or closed, like maybe there could be a way to like allow people to get in the bus themselves. Yeah.
1: That's that's that is such a neat application. That's a clever well yeah. at one point you were trying to recognize uh, crosswalks as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember sharing with you. Um, that's you know, the app works like we have like those we call them scenarios. Like they're one that you want to like look around or the bus one um, that's like the future run and it's now, uh, I've, I've basically like focused on the buses, but yeah, it's like the next thing that we would like to implement is to, I mean, it's possible to detect a uh, traffic light, it's possible to detect a zebra, it's possible to uh, see whether like there are people walking in that direction, like whether there are like people there and whether there are no cars, so, uh, I don't know, I guess visually impaired people, they, I mean, the traffic lights, I mean, some of the traffic lights here, I'm sure you have that too. Like, they do that with beeping sounds when, uh, the, you know, the green light is on. But yeah, if we can, like, say that, like, there are also people walking down that way and there are no cars. Like, this can kind of, uh, this can improve the level of, like, safety that you can make a more, like, comfortable decision. And of course, you know, when you use the app, you would like to keep at least one of your ears, you know, you would like to, plug out the headphone, because, yeah. you know, hearing is still, like, super have, great have, way.
1: Have you been able to uh, have any people who are visually impaired try try your app so far?
0: We're, like, right now we're in the process of negotiating, like, uh, the first tests with local people. Yeah, super exciting. Uh, yeah, like, but there's, you know, a lot of work to make it better, and we didn't even come close to figure out how to, like, deploy it all on Google Play Store and all that, but yeah, like, the fundamentals are there, like, like as you've seen, you know, the it's possible to detect the bounding box of a number, and it's possible to then classify the number, and it's possible to detect buses, like, like, yeah, there are problems that I'd sometimes think that buildings are buses, but, you know, if we, like, uh, basically have the frames go in, you know, if we just say that, I mean, in order, in order to say that there is a bus, you have to, like, see that there is a bus at least for, like, two or three frames or something like terrible. Yeah. there, are, you know, ways to deal with it. Do you maybe, sure. do, are there maybe, you know, as I've been talking, maybe there is like, there are like some ideas that popped into your head, of like what can we like do maybe better, like something? I,
1: I think you're doing the right thing. I, I do think that do, that, that taking, uh, that looking across multiple frames, you mm-hmm. know, that way you, you you have a really high confidence if, if if two out of the last if, if three out of the last three frames say you know there's a bus right then you, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably looking at a bus so uh, uh, but no it, it sure sounds like you guys are doing I, one the number one thing is find you know let some people who are visually impaired yeah say what doesn't work it's a ama- it's very humbling too but uh, but that you'll learn a hell of a lot from what works for them uh, yeah I, know, I was yeah that, that I, I'll I'll be what one thing that I'll be curious if, if in your testing, how it works in uh, lower light conditions. For mm. me, that's one of the things that I pull my hair out with. And, and obviously around buses, there's there's some, there, there'll be some lighting so people can see, but uh, but you may have to, you may mm-hmm. have to play around with either some, uh, uh, mm-hmm. some processing, you know, locally to uh, increase the contrast, mm. or maybe you may have to load in some if you don't have some in your data set already you may need some lower light uh, uh mm-hmm. you know situations because it's amazing you know how we we feed it we feed these neural networks perfect images and then we try to use it in the wild
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it
1: doesn't always work so well so
0: yeah yeah, yeah i guess that like could be a, a problem because you know, most of the like i guess all of the images are in the daylight. In, in in the Cocoa dataset and in the images that I took, so like that could be a problem. Do you think okay. there are like, I mean, I mean, maybe there could be some pre-processing way when you like kind of try to estimate the amount of light in an image, then you kind of try to adjust that like some gamma, you know, something. Yeah. In- you could definitely.
1: You could definitely look at the overall intensity of the image, right, and use mm-hmm. that as a, as a and and raise it or lower it. But uh, mm-hmm. you might also try, uh, you know, just take some some of your test images and uh, and reduce the intensity. You you know just you do it in an editor mm-hmm. even just for test to, to and just just to see that might you know that again uh, the it just seems like uh, the all the training images that I found were like perfect images and. Mm-hmm. I'm not recognizing perfect images so that'll be I'll be curious how that goes for you.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm basically I'm I'm already like using your script to uh, mirror the images so like that helps and I guess I, I could try to like take that next level and do some more data uh, augmentation. Um, and have
1: yeah, the must, huh you must Sorry. You must stay pretty busy between school and programming and your podcast <laughs> this
0: takes oh my, a lot of time oh my God. Oh, I, i'm not doing that well at school i'm 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 kind of checked out i mean i'm 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 coming there and i'm but most of the times i'm just doing enough to pass it's, it's it's not the funniest thing you know and it's fun yeah. to hang out hang out with hang out with with like friends and all that but you know to be honest um I'm not the best student ever. Just you know, you know, I'll I'll probably be a pretty good student. Like I, I can I can learn things, but when it's something I like don't care about, it's I'm 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 really not the best student. Just uh, I know. I, I'm 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 not I'm not proud of that. It's yeah. kind of just the way I roll. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I can learn online. Like, like there are valuable things in school. Like, uh, I mean, maybe you have like opinions on that too. Like, socialize and you know some teachers and some subjects they're like super interesting and like useful. And some things there may be super great and useful for other people that may not work all that well for me. So i'm just trying to do what works for me and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes i fail exams and i have to redo them like recently that happened but uh most of the time you know i'm 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 learning about myself and learning what works for me and like
1: yeah Uh, it's that's that's life man no i uh i i i've I've the ability to now go online Mm -hmm. and watch you know, not one, but like one of twenty YouTube videos about any topic you want to learn is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I still can't imagine learning, you know, learning literature and you know, or learning, you know, grammar and stuff like that. Mm. that. That's that's just a, man. That's just boring stuff. But yeah, to me it was. But gotta have it to be able to function. But yeah, learning that online would be would I, I guess it would be just about as boring online as it is. But man, for so many things the like math or science the, the visualizations are so much better than what you can get out of a book. I, 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 I I'm just amazed at what uh, at the quality mm-hmm. that people produce you know online about any topic yeah. you want to learn.
0: So. Uh, have you seen three blue one brown YouTube channel Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's, it's so super next level. It, it, it is
1: so well done. No, I, 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 I've seen an, I've watched a number of their videos. I think uh, uh, Syndex, Send, is that his name?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, man yeah. alive, he is he's prolific. I can't
1: imagine. And, and Siraj, right? He, he has yeah. some videos out there too. Uh, the the quality, I mean, one, you don't, it mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot to produce a the video these days, but it still takes somebody who's willing to put in the time to cover the material and uh, it's it's super
2: mm-hmm.
1: it really challenges you know if you know it's tough if you're a teacher today you need to be as entertaining as a youtube
0: video <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know i mean i mean i've had you know like real good teachers that like life-changing teachers you know whom i like still have quite great relationship like uh, they are you know not teaching my school anymore but we were like still you know we've like literally hanged out like a week ago or something and you know other teachers they're they're, like good they may just not work for me as well or you know whatever yeah but the amount of stuff that you can learn on youtube again it's it's it all come I'm, i'm sure like there there are you know people who go to school and, you know, when somebody tells them something, it works for them, like, that's cool. And, but yeah, definitely, like, I would have, like, I don't know, I wouldn't have, like, built an app or, like, learned anything at all, like, if it wasn't for, like, the, you know, like, I wonder, um, when you were, like, starting out programming in, like, 99, you know, obviously, you know, there weren't much Sandexes and and Browns and Sirajas back, de- back then. Well, what was it like?
1: You know, uh, it, it was you. You learn. You. I mean, there there wasn't videos, all that, right? You learn from. You you. When I was lucky, I got to learn from some really smart, mm-hmm. senior people, right? And you know, and it's about you know learning from your mistakes all the time. Yeah, we. You know, my I programmed and learned to program in C in the in the in the early '80s, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 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 nice thing was. You know, there was, you had to learn, you had to learn Unix, and Unix was simple, and you mm-hmm. had to learn C. And it was in a little <laughs> white book by, you know, it was before ANSI C, all right? And and, and and everything else, you know, you pretty much learn from uh, from somebody else. So, uh, uh, and, and you know, the one thing I laugh at, the number of distractions that we have today while yeah. you're trying to program or something, you know, you've got two or three instant messengers, you've got... You know Mm -hmm. a video chat you know a chat going you've got you might have uh you might have slack or skype or something like that you know the one thing about you know programming when i started in in college and all that you know about all you might get is an email (laughs) you know there's no instant messenger there's no cell phone there's no youtube so uh i don't know that we program a whole lot uh a whole lot uh faster i felt like it was easier to concentrate but no uh, Mm -hmm. today the ability to assimilate new languages or new or, or frameworks or whatever—just you know, from you know, down you know, watch the video, click the link, download it from Git, and and, and try it out. Just awesome.
0: Yeah, it must have been like I don't know. Uh, yeah, but about about the like distractions and yeah, it's probably like. It's probably like really true, you know. You you go on YouTube to learn something, and like there's a recommendation bar, there's there, there are like some video, uh, you know, some 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 entertainment and stuff. Uh, well, that's it. I mean, everybody I know has
1: Twitter open on one screen and and, and the code open on the other screen, and you know the uh, the, the uh, it kind of breaks. It. Well, you have to really you have yeah. to really learn how to concentrate in that environment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess you can like write some like routine stuff that way, but if you're like, trying to come up with something new, like it requires, you know, hundred percent you know focus and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um Yeah. I was I I guess like if you were starting out to program like these days, like you you'd definitely go into AI. Yeah. You know, it's
1: to me or, to me, it's just a matter of f- mm. follow what you're interested in, right? And mm-hmm. just dump in the deep end, you know, but to me, there's very, there, you know, I, I think that, you know, you could be a good programmer today and not know anything about AI, and, mm-hmm. and you. Know, but mm-hmm. but the type of problems that you can solve, it's just one more tool that you can mm-hmm. deploy. It is a really powerful tool. And I mm-hmm. think if you're not familiar with it, people tend to solve problems based on the, the you know based on their past you know based on the tools they have available. Mm-hmm. and it's a hell of a tool not to be, mm. not to be available. So you know I, I think I think you know if you if, if you're starting a project or trying to solve a problem and you don't think well, you know, could I trade? Could could this be solved by a neural network? I think you're kind of you're 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 ignoring a a large chunk of technology. Now that doesn't mean everything, right? Sometimes you just need logic, right? You don't need a neural network, but uh, but man, alive! It's a powerful tool to be able to deploy and yeah. to be able to literally, you know, with some of the packages that are available today, it, man, it makes it easy. But just NumPy by itself, wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it just you you have I mean the amount of, of of processing you can do with just NumPy is amazing, mm-hmm. right? With just a you know a couple of lines you, of code in Python, you,
0: you you can literally write neural networks in yeah, NumPy. Exactly. Yeah, I've been doing that when I was like starting out. It's yep, it's, it's 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 awesome. I don't know. Yeah, me and my friend actually, you know, like that's kind of where we you know get together. I guess like I do neural nets. And he does like really, really good stuff with algorithms, like threads, and he like really. I mean, we both, I guess, understand a little bit of each, but you know, really, you know, try to try to kind of. As you were like saying, you know, uh, like one quarter is not enough. Like, like when a team comes together, like the uh, the level, like the scope, I don't know, of things that they can accomplish, like it just increases yeah. tremendously.
1: Yeah. Yeah different you get people trying to solve the problem from different angles and yeah it's it's uh it can be real interesting to understand how somebody else sees it and, and how they solve it, so
0: mm-hmm. uh, i mean uh i'm just wondering like what are the things that you like to do uh outside of programming like maybe you know some some funny stuff i don't know
1: I love the outdoors. I, I have a boat. I love to go boating. We're mm. we're, we're not far from uh, the Puget Sound. Uh, got a four wheel drive, so I like to go out in my Jeep and have fun. Mm. Uh, enjoy traveling. I have a, a you know family, wife, and two daughters. So we mm. uh, do all kind of. We stay busy. Yeah, I try to, you know, I I I I it, I'm happy sitting behind a computer. But if I can close the computer, I'm happy to be out somewhere. So. Uh, 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 just, just uh, outdoors, or you know, you know, music or otherwise. So just, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much. Uh, I, I don't have any other big, big hobby, but uh, but I certainly enjoy being on the water and mm-hmm. uh, or being on the trails. So uh, and you know, it's also pretty fun to. Uh, well, I I love ethnic food. So you know, mm-hmm. that's we live in an area that's got, got you know, we got. We have hundred. I mean, there must be between just because of Microsoft, there must be a hundred different ethnic ethnic restaurants around here. Mm. That, man, you you never you you never uh, you never run out of uh, fun spicy food to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I laugh lo- out there's as well. You know, I I I, I uh, mean, my friends like go camping from time to time, and also like as I've I've shown you like the outside. Like uh, in summer, there are a lot of you know places you can go here in terms of like nature and, th- and even in the winter like I've been recently like doing some skiing I like like doing skiing here is, is pretty pretty great because you know basically everything is like covered with deep deep snow so you can like walk but you can ski and it's kind of nice yeah um you were mentioned that you like music like do you like playing play an instrument or oh. No, no, I'm not. I, I like
1: listening to. It. I'm, ah, I I learned in uh, I learned in in elementary school that <laughs> I'm not very musical. Tried to learn how to play, but yeah, no. Uh, but uh, but no, I'm 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 happy to play music on my Alexa. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, why, why not? I uh, I can like sing like really, but I play the feel just just you know something I learned over like YouTube and stuff. Not not great, like not like great, but you know some Irish yeah. music, some bluegrass, some fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. No, R- I, really I, I,
1: nice. was, I tried to learn how to play the guitar. I I, I play the saxophone badly, oh. but uh, I tried to learn how to play the guitar, and I just, I, I learned from a guy, or my friend was teaching me, and he was real musical. I mean, and I, at that point, I real, I mean, he could, you know, he could, he, 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 he had like perfect pitch or whatever they call it, but he could play pretty much any instrument, and at that mm. point I realized, this is a gift that i just
0: don't
1: have <laughs> uh, yeah but,
0: uh, yeah uh, anyway yeah i wonder and, and and so uh you've mentioned that you've been uh that you've retired right uh from companies and stuff partially yeah so, yeah until yeah. i get uh, i get too bored <laughs> <laughs> and so mm, like what it's like uh like i get. i guess it's Kind of, you know, you have a lot of things to do, and then suddenly you have not that much things to do, or at least a thing that you like have to do, or you still probably find, you know, things to do.
1: It's it's it, it's nice to be able to have, you know, the last time I had this much free time, I was in college. Oh. <laughs> right? So, uh, no, it's, it's nice to be able to do what you want to do to travel or, 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 you know, geek out on a problem. So, uh, it's uh, you know, it's pretty cool. But you, at some point, you also look at it and say, well, is you know, you want to keep, you want to keep doing interesting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as it's interesting, that's that's nice.
0: And and maybe you know, if you were like now, not like not necessarily like entering and, and like some fields, but if you were like thinking of, um, I'm i maybe like partially asking for myself. I don't know, like for fields that would be like exciting or like interesting. Like, do you like where would you I don't know look at or you know, what would you, maybe, you know, things to work on, like, not necessarily in AI or, you know, whatever. I,
1: to me, genetics is fascinating, what mm. they're doing with, uh, with uh, gene editing and CRISPR, right, the ability, you know, th- there's a whole lot more that we need to understand about, uh, about the genome, but they're starting to, you know, re- to literally be able to crack the, crack the genome and edit it, that's, to me, that's just, mm-hmm. the, the genetics are just fascinating. But, you know, the, uh, almost any job, to me, you know, AI is just a technology, but mm-hmm. it, it's going to be applicable to just about any domain, right? You know, whether you're, you know, whether you're in sales or marketing or whatever, right? So the, you're not going to be able to escape, you know, technology uh, in pretty much any field. But, you know, the, uh, I, I always, I always believe that the most interesting jobs are the ones that don't have titles. Right, that mm. that that are that are that are in between two fields, mm-hmm. right? Applying, you know, applying technology to, you know, to biology or you know whatever. So uh, that, those are the those are the ones that, to me, you know, those are the you know, yeah, it, it'll be real interesting to see, you know, what job again, you know, ten, you know, five or eight years ago, you wouldn't see anybody doing container development. Well, now, you know, but with with containers and with microservices. You know, those are, you know, you have this whole new, uh, you know, this, this whole level of abstraction that you can build on top of to build new solutions. So, uh, mm. I just think, yeah I, I just think across the board, the, you know, technology will continue to do, I, I think, what what is it, uh, Mark Andreessen said, or uh, the, you uh, the, the what was it, software software eight, or the cloud eight software something like that. I mean, the, the eating continues, right. As more as we get these, this infrastructure, you know, where literally you, you know, for pennies a day, you can run services and the amount of technology that, that's going to, that, that'll be developed and, and, and into di- and extended to different domains is, you know, it's, we're just starting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, in biology, like, have you heard, like, there were, like, some already, like, some CRISPR experiments, you know, like, in China or something, like, they claim to have, you know, edited some genes in babies and they're, like, HIV immune or something, you know, yeah, I mean, one of the things that, like, initially excited me was, you know, AI in, like, medicine and how that can be, like, personalized medicine, like, the kind that, you know, and I guess there's already, like, some progress there. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure, like you've heard, you know, AI that can uh, classify or like, detect skin cancer, and, like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah,
1: no, it's, yeah. The 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 to me, as those become normal tools for doctors, right? They're not gonna, you know, it just it just opens up more. I mean, if you think about it, today, for most, well, for 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 the last two hundred years, you know, doctors, you know, they you know you know the, the number one the things they looked at when they checked your health what's your blood pressure what's your temperature what's your heart rate uh, and you know a couple of other things or and
2: mm-hmm. and now
1: right i mean just with those they could do a, make a lot of diagnoses but now you know one, and obviously they can do blood tests and all that stuff but now you know the number the amount of data that they can collect from you you know through an apple watch right mm-hmm. you know they could, they can get the electrocardiogram. You know, they can, it's, the amount of data that they can, real-time data that they can have access to, not just when you're in the office, is astounding. So the the opportunity to to have uh, to to have a much greater impact on somebody's health, I think, is amazing. Right? You literally have you know real-time monitoring of you know of of your blood pressure, of your temperature, of your calorie consumption, everything else is just truly amazing. And uh, that'll, again, you know, even even you know even if somebody who's a you know a doctor today, they better be very technology savvy. mm mm-hmm. 'Cause they're going to be using
0: it's it. It's doing its yeah. thing again.
1: Hey, like you said, not bad for around-the-world connection.
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. I mean, the the internet connection here's it's.
1: I've well, yeah, I've really enjoyed catching up, but it's getting mm-hmm. kind of late here. Oh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we are also hitting like, two hours. Yeah, I guess we can wrap up here. You know, it's it's been, it's been my pleasure. You know, we've talked about a lot of interesting things. I like shake your hands virtually. And, uh, yeah, not bad for the internet connection. Sure. Yep. So, hey. yeah, I re- really love doing this, man. Like, really appreciate you stopping it was, by. Yeah. It was
1: fun chatting after all this time, exchanging yeah. messages online. I'm, I'm excited to see the next iteration of your app.
0: Yeah. Thank you, man. Like we're we gotta do it again sometime. You know. All good, right. good, good, good night. Yeah. Good talking to you, man. Yeah, All right. talking to you Thanks for being here. Thanks for doing sure. this. Bye, bye. And good night. <laughs>